your girl Daisy from the D and we are down with day number six of the 30 day marriage challenge. I am super excited that you are taking this journey with us. We want to shout out every morning all of the listeners that we know about according to our graphic location, starting with the United States, Bahrain, Philippines, Canada, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Italy, India, United Kingdom, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Netherlands, Australia, Russia, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, Mexico, Egypt, Brazil, Guam, Ukraine, Bangladesh, and Czech Republic. We are super excited. We are very aware that there are several other podcast platforms you could have logged on to, but you chose and you are choosing to take this 30-day marriage challenge with us each and every morning. So we are super excited. We are at day six. And today, we're going to be talking about stages of growth in marriage. And so with that being said, there, first of all, when you get married, you just have no idea what's in store. We, we hear the stories we model sometimes sometimes we may get the impression from seeing other married couples the stages they go through Um, you might hear different types of stages but we want to share a few different stages Um, there's a lot of resources out here there's a lot of data out there and Today, we're just going to talk about four stages. Um, We'll give you a scripture to read at your leisure. And today's scripture is 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8. And it reads as followed. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And I think that we could tuck that into our back pocket. We could put that inside our heart pocket. We could put it in our love treasure box. It's important that we understand certain stages and we go through them accordingly. Whatever that might look like for you. Every marriage is different. We talked about that. Um, This is day six, but we have, if you've missed any of the topics, I would encourage you to go back from day one which would be November 1st and as I said today is November 6th it's Sunday November 6th so you could be listening to this show before you get ready for church virtually or in the brick and mortar outside depending where you are in the world church could be outside here in Michigan it's a little nippy and chilly this morning so if you are outside at your church of choice and you guys are doing an outdoor service I just encourage you to bottle up uh, bundle up I should say bundle up it's a little brisk if you're from Michigan you know how we do and so um we all want we also want to give a shout out to Everett Cassimi and Danielle Cassimi and their family as they travel They are a beautiful married couple as they get ready to travel from Detroit to their new hometown of Chicago. We want to wish them a safe travel and journey 
and a beautiful start to a new chapter of growth of life in their marriage as well as their family. So, uh, I would have to say I got some data. Social scientists have observed that marriage typically moves through a series of at least four stages. Each stage, according to the data, presents unique learning opportunities and blessings along with your everyday challenges and obstacles. We also know in marriage, we're going to come against challenges. We're going to face some obstacles, but it's what you do in the midst of those challenges and at the start of those obstacles, which will determine how your outcome will be. Sorry, excuse me. I have a little sniffles this morning. Progression through these stages is like going through a cycle, though. And this means that we're going to navigate and move through each stage of life together in our marriages based off on how you handle your everyday living, your mentality, your mindset, okay? And it's going to take growth together as one. As Swifty had said the other day, when you get married, you take out the eyes for us, right? So it's together. It's in unison. And we're always growing. You know, every single day we're growing. You're learning something new. You have to be open-minded to be able to know we're entering this stage together, but we're also entering it individually and collectively. So stage one, romance, passion, expansion, and promise. In the beginning of a relationship, when you become husband and wife, often communicates the effortless at length. We we are ready for the challenge. It's you and me. It's us against the world. And that seems to be the way we start to build. And we hope to build. We start out wanting to please one another, encourage one another, right? We learn about the us's, the we. We tend to try to understand that the you, the I, have to be changed out. For us, we. There's always going to be your individualness, yes. But there has to start to be the togetherness if you want a successful marriage. And we're going to be individuals to the day we die. However, together is what we're focused on building. You got your own individuality, of course. You are the same woman you was when you got married. You are the same man you was when you got married. And you are. You're still that same lady. You're still that same man. You're just more seasoned and you're growing as one. And now let me tell you, life is like a rubber band. It can expand and it will expand. It's all about how you tend to expand together. And at this stage, a lot of couples learn to pray together, pray for one another. Husbands, pray for your wives. I mean, yeah. And wives, pray for your husbands. But together, pray for your union. Okay? It's important that you 
learn that in the first stage because that part is going to still be important in the second stage, third stage, fourth stage, and through eternity of your marriage. Okay. Stage two, settling down and realizing that you're settling down. I know you're probably like, girl, we already knew that when we took a, a oath, a vow that we are settling down and we in the reality of it. Some people get married. Mm-mm. Some people get married and they still act like they by themselves. Like, well, she know what it is. He know what it is. Uh, what does that mean? You have to realize you have a spouse now. You have a husband or you have a wife. And things change. Because now you are no longer in a relationship as boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh, that's my significant other. This is your wife now. This is your husband now. And it's important that we respect that. And we understand that. And I know you might be saying, uh, duh, TT, we know that. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised that some couples struggle with that. I really don't know why, but some couples struggle with settling down. And I don't know if it's the old player, player spirit. (laughs) I don't know. But some couples, for real, for real, struggle with settling down. And understanding that uh, we a couple now. And we have to learn to deepen that communication. We have to learn to work together. Express our desires, our wants, our needs. We're not psychic. Okay, fellas? Your wives are not psychic. Ladies, your husbands are not psychic. So we have to continue, no matter what stage you're in, to express your desires, your wants, your needs. Going into a marriage, I would think that you have some type of idea or a true understanding about what your spouse wants, what they need, what they desire, expectations, right? And I say expectations because I know some people who've gotten married and they talked one way, but behaved a second, another way. Went in saying, this is what we want. Yeah, this is what we want. And then in the middle of it, it's kind of like, no, that's what she wants. Uh, No, that's what he wants. It's not what we want. And it's kind of like, uh-oh, wait a minute. And then you'll hear people say things like, ooh, it's trouble in paradise. I think that was a line in Why Did I Get Married? One of my favorite movies by Tyler Perry. Um, when Gavin was talking with his wife, Patty. And then, um, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, oh, it it sounds like Trouble in Paradise. And it's like, no, it wasn't Trouble in Paradise. It's just they were really actually expressing themselves, right? And we have to learn to do that no matter what stage. Again, no matter what stage. Expressing what you need, want, and desire is going to be an everyday I'm not going to say battle, but an everyday routine. Because life is busy. If you're working, you're in school, you're raising a child or a family. If you are an entrepreneur, life is busy. 
and we're growing we're constantly growing but you got to remember while we're growing as a team your wife your husband is growing individually so their desires their wants their needs they're going to change rightfully so you would hope that they change and grow deeper so that's going to require you as a wife you as a husband to keep up with the growth of your spouse so you could continue to develop those skills that's going to help you know as you are settling down into the stage of life of knowing and growing and showing but you're also implementing doing you might find it hard to believe but some couples may find it hard to express what they need want desire for whatever their issues are but I'm here to remind you and share this you have to work on that it could truly be a simple conversation you have with your significant other but it's one worth having if you want a successful marriage because we're growing every day together yes individually yes but you gotta focus and you have to see you can see with your own eyes what your husband or wife may need what they've spoken you hear what they've said they want right and you feel it it's your job it's your responsibility as a mate as a spouse as a husband as a wife in that union to pay attention to what you see what you feel what you hear from your significant other and for yourself let me be clear you know what you want you know what you need you know what you desire sometimes you have to get what you need do what you want and have what you desire by your own admission and getting and doing for yourself let me be clear I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying that the wants needs and desires have to be provided by your spouse that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is you growing and learning that I'm also reminding you as an individual you're responsible for your own happiness just because you're married doesn't mean that you don't have to put any effort in to gain happiness to get happiness to provide happiness However, your significant other, your husband, your wife is not responsible for your happiness. I can't stand when I hear people say, well, I'm not happy. He doesn't make me happy. I'm not happy. She doesn't make me happy. We're not happy. Okay, what are you doing? What are you doing in this relationship to make sure that y'all happy, that you're happy? And have you told your wife? Have you told your husband? Have you expressed to your wife? Have you expressed to your husband? I'm not, I'm not happy. Has your spouse asked you? With them seeing, with them feeling, with them knowing that you're not happy, their concern for your lack of happiness. Have you been asked if you're showing and you've said that I'm not happy? Have you been asked by your husband, by your wife, why aren't you happy? What can I do to add to what you need so that you can find happiness? 
this is good conversation. This is mature conversation. If you feel bothered or you feel like I ain't about to be doing all that, then you need to look within yourself, sir, ma'am. Why is it a problem for you to find out what you can do to help bring joy to your significant other, your wife, your husband? If that's a problem, if that's an issue for you, then you have a whole nother problem issue within yourself. And I think this will be a perfect time for you to seek out counseling, whether that's at your church, if you belong to one, if that's within your uh, organization, seeking outside services with a counseling service or a therapist. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me implement that and remind you There's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist or a counselor or seeing your pastor or your priest, your rabbi. There's nothing wrong with that. That's everything wrong when you go on and seeking counseling from your homegirl, from your homeboy, especially when they're not licensed, when they're not ordained. Okay, there's a lot of issues with that. You can have your girlfriend talk, your fellas talk, but that's not the doctrine. Please don't let that be. You know what? I'm about to go home and talk to her about that. Uh, you know what? I'm about to go home and talk to him about that. You right, girl. You right, man. No, sir, ma'am. No. No, they're not. They gave you their opinion because guess what? It's healthy to have conversation with the opposite sex when it's your friend. And you got to know the difference between a friend and associates and a frenemy. And if you don't, I'm going to need you to Google that. Figure that thing out because some of y'all are rolling the ride now. With people that ain't your friend. They are front of me hidden. In the disguise of a friend. And they don't mean you no earthly good. And they don't mean your marriage no good. You better recognize and understand that. They hee hee and ha ha. In your face and around your spouse. But behind your back. Whether it's with their spouse. Or whether it's by themselves. Because we have friends that are not married. Some are trying to tear down your marriage. And you don't even know it. Trying to tear you down as an individual geeking you up to do something that ain't even healthy nor right in your marriage y'all better recognize and understand some are doing things that ain't healthy in their own marriages and they want a friend they want a friend of me that's gonna roll with them so they can have that i I know you ain't saying nothing trying to judge me because you on the same couch with me sitting right next to me you did the same thing you better recognize and understand friends don't encourage friends to do stupid stuff i'm working on my cousin I was almost saying something else y'all But friends don't encourage friends to do things that's not right Friends actually discourage that Even if they're in a salty place in their own marriage or their own relationship If you're going through some stuff with your wife You're going through some stuff with your husband And your friend come to you and they sharing something with you And you in a bitter season You'd be better off to say you know what I'm not in a good place right now We ain't in a good spot right now. We working through some things. I'm not the best one suit to give you an opinion. Because I'm going to only give you this opinion based off of how I'm feeling. How I'm thinking. And you may not be in your right mind. Your right frame of heart to be giving someone some advice. And we got to be honest with that. And you are not blind. You are not deaf. You are not ignorant. Sir, ma'am. Husband, wife. You know when your friends... Or friend is going through something in your union. And you're going through something in yours. Please don't play like dominoes and put your pieces on the table too. This is not the time for that. Sometimes we got to hold it. 
Because if your friend going through something, that married couple going through something, sometimes married couples will call other married couples and say, listen, we struggling with something right now. And um, we want to, we need some advice. And you could remind them, listen, unless you are a licensed therapist, counselor, or minister ordained or something, you know, like for me, I'm not licensed. I'm ordained as a marriage ministry leader. So I love to give advice, but I'm never going to give no advice that's going to be. Now, I'm not going to always, you're not going to always be happy with my advice. If you're doing something stupid and it's just don't make no sense and you, you mad. I'm not about to get on your team just because you mad. I'm going to tell you if I think you right or you're wrong. If I think like, now come on, does that make sense? You know you're wrong. You ain't going to want to hear that because you're looking for that. Yeah, girl. Yeah, man. No. I'm going to always think of this in a positive intent. I want to always assume a positive intent about someone's marriage. Now, let me be clear. If you in a marriage and your spouse is gaslighting you and I see that and y'all recognize that and you know it, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you know, I don't think they gaslighting you. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, sounds like a duck, feels like a duck, if you lucky enough to touch one, then it is. If it barks like a dog, walk like a dog, sits like a dog, rolls over like a dog, it's a dog. Call it what it is. Okay. I'm not here to blow smoke up nobody's butt. And if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you my opinion. Because everybody has one. But always know, I'm not going to give you any advice or my opinion on anything that's going to rip down and tear down your marriage. Now, if you're in an abusive marriage, I'm just saying this. I'm just going here. If you're in an unhealthy marriage, I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend that you get some counseling. If you're an abusive one, I'm going to recommend that you exit stage left or right. Whichever is safer. I'm not going to encourage nobody. Let me be clear. So any of your friends that I got, if y'all going through that and y'all, y'all, y'all been hiding it and y'all can't help yourselves, don't come around me. Because I am not going to encourage her or him. Because let's be clear. There's abuse in all forms. It ain't just the husbands abusing wives. It's wives abusing husbands. And let's also be clear. It's not always physical. You got emotional, mental, spiritual abuse. You better recognize and understand there's levels to that. And I'm never encouraging anyone to stay anywhere that they're being mistreated. I grew up in a very dysfunctional household growing up. My parents weren't married. My mother and my stepfather at the time were not married, but they did all the things that married couples do according to the way I look at life and my adult life now. But it was filled with physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. I can't say spiritual abuse because my mother was a praying mother and my mother took us to church. And even when she didn't go to church, she sent us to church my father never went to church with us never okay now did my father go to church on his own maybe i don't know but my father never went to church with me and my mother and my sister or us as a family my stepfather uh prior to my mother getting married now my stepfather my my siblings i have two siblings that share a father outside of my sister and i sharing the father their father never went to church with us 
even when my mother took us to church or went to church or sent us to church. My stepfather never went to church with us. Did he ever go to church? Not in my presence. I don't know. Did he go outside? I don't know. He might have. I don't know. He could have. But never with us. In my house, my husband and I, we go to church together. Sometimes my husband may go and I may not go. Sometimes I might go and my husband may not go. Okay? Sometimes... I mean, we, we don't have it where our son goes to church without us. But if that was an opportunity, if there was friends saying, hey, you know, Cody can go to church with us. Fine. If we weren't going right, that's fine. But I go to church. My husband goes to church. Our son goes. Sometimes, as I said, if my husband go and I don't, our son will go with my husband. Sometimes if I go and my husband don't, my son will come with me. It just depends. But that is a foundation, right? That's where we get our strength from. And even when we attend church virtually, like today may be a virtual day of church. Thank God for church that's on live streaming live. When you can't get out, when you, you can't get out. And whether you're not feeling well or you're tired, you're still getting that word. I'm not here to judge nobody ever. Now, I'm judgmental. Because y'all know me. Some of y'all know me. I'm very judgmental. However, I'm not here to judge you. Because guess what? For those that are believers, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. I'm keeping records of your wrongs and rights. I have a hard time keeping record of my own wrongs and rights. Okay? And I ask God to forgive me all the time. When I make a mistake. When I make a bad choice or a decision. Why? Because I'm not perfect. I don't know nobody perfect on this earth. Not one single man, woman, boy, or girl. Okay, pastor, bishop, priest, first lady, ain't nobody perfect. You put your pants on the same way everybody else in the world does. One leg at a time. Sometimes you might mistake and put both legs to one hole. It got to depend on the shape of your pants. But everybody puts one leg at a time and you pull them up the same way. They start from the bottom and they go up to your waist. Around your waist, you button them, zip them, slide them up, depending on the material. We all do that the same way. So. Again, I'm never going to encourage you to do something that's not right. But I'm going to always encourage you to do what's right. However, if you are an abuser, and I don't know why I'm honing in on this. Somebody must need to hear this this morning. If you are an abuser, abuser, let me correct that, abuser. If you are an abuser and you are abusing your spouse and your spouse happens to let me know. Or I happen to see it because I ain't blind. I'm going to encourage your spouse for y'all to get counseling, some help to separate themselves for their own safety. Because just like you know and I know, we never can tell what's going to make a person pop, man or a woman. You see it every day like I see it every day or hear it. People in these abusive relationships not making it out safe. I'm tired of witnessing by seeing in social media on the news or hearing on the radio. Someone took their wife's life or someone took their husband's life or it was a murder suicide. Because whatever the issues were, there's always friends to those type of people. There's always relatives to those type of people. And I'm always going to wonder, did anybody know? Did anybody encourage them? Hell, I'll call the police on you. Let me find out 
you kicking somebody's ass over there. See, I'm working on my cousin, but it came out. You you beating on your wife. You beating on your husband. Your child and called us or somebody said, hey, hey, so-and-so and them fighting. I'm calling 911 on your house. And if y'all both get arrested, I don't know what to tell you. Whoever the aggressor is, whatever. I'm going to call the police on you. Be clear. Let me understand. Let, let, I know TT ain't called. Yes, TT did. Yes, I did. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I can't tell you how many times I had to call 911 growing up as a child because of my parents or my mother and stepfather was brawling. Not a slap. No, I ain't calling the police on the slap. A punch, a body slam, using objects to harm. Oh, yeah, 911 should have been on speed dial in my house at a certain time of life because I had to call them quite often. I had some good neighbors that I could run down to and they, they would call the police. Because that's what the police is there for. But I thank God that every situation turned out where my mother was able to leave out. You know, often hurt. But my mother was able to leave out and alive today. And I believe a lot of those calls, certain calls, I can remember on a hand field, all fingers used. That if I hadn't have called the police... My mother might not be here today. And that's me being 100% transparent. And I don't care who's offended by what I just said. I don't care. Whether you are a relative or a friend of either side. My mother or my stepfather. I'm, I, I don't care if you're offended. I'm thankful I called 911. Because my mother's alive today. And if you know my story or any of my story. You already know what I could even be referencing because I'm always being transparent. Somebody always needs to hear things like this because this is reality we live in. I ain't the only adult that had to call 911 growing up on a dysfunctional household where their parents were fighting. Hell, you might need to call 911 as an adult, as a teenager. If you need to do that, do that there's nothing wrong with it because it's obviously needed we always want the outcome to be positive sometimes somebody might get arrested I ain't got nothing to do with that you shouldn't be putting your hands on nobody now you don't call 911 for mental abuse you don't call 911 for emotional abuse you do call 911 for physical abuse okay you you get yourself to a safe place okay and some relationships are tough. I've had a counselor on, and I think when we do a session again, we'll elaborate on that. Sometimes it's not wise to call the police outside, but I'd let her tap in on that. Because I, I thought to myself, I'm going to call, and I am. However, it could pose a bigger problem. If you in the area that the police take all day, I ain't going to put nobody on blast. But there's certain areas, 911 take all day. It ain't always because they understaff, but they take all day to get to domestic violence run calls. Why? Because they got other things that's taking top priority. However, I hate to say that you could be the deciding factor making that judgment call. We got to take this other run. And sometimes, unfortunately, people lose their lives. 
So I'm going to get up for that because I don't want this to turn into that. We're talking about the stages of growth and marriage. But I had to hone in on that. I, I really believe somebody needs to hear this this morning or this evening or tonight or tomorrow if you're catching up. Um, but ideally, couples learn to forgive one another. We 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 learn to get through things. We're going to have some tough conversations. You're not going to always do what is appeasing to your spouse. Sometimes your husband going to do something to piss you off, wives. Sometimes your wife's going to do something that's going to piss you off, husbands. But it's communicating. Hey, I wasn't appeased <coughs> with that. That didn't make me happy. Um, that kind of made me feel some kind of way. I'm upset. I'm disturbed by that. It's called communication. Perhaps your wife, perhaps your husband didn't know that you were going to get mad, that that was going to upset them, that that was a trigger. Because some of us come into relationships with trauma and we think we've dealt with it. And our spouses might know about our trauma and they know that we're a work in progress, right? I had my own trauma issues. My husband had his own trauma issues. We are aware of a lot of the trauma that we endured growing up so we learn how to deal with things we talk about things openly honestly right there's no there's no sense in lying and talking about things and lying how is there healing in that i'm gonna not say this to her because i know how she gets i'm gonna not say this to him because i know how he gets well let me be clear that causes division that causes problems Again, sometimes you're going to say some things and deal with some things that ain't going to be appeasing. And what I'm not saying is deal with it. Well, this is what I'm doing. Just deal with it. Huh? That's disrespect. That's disrespect. If it's something you ain't got no choice in dealing with. I hope that you had an option to know about it before it manifested. Okay. Some things can be worked out. Some things cannot. Some things will be deal breakers. Hopefully those things have been put on the table and not tabled before you got married. But in marriage, sometimes marriages, things manifest and you have a a choice husband. You have a choice wife before you say, well, this is what it is. You got to talk to your, your, your husband, your wife. It's respect, especially when it involves something that's going to affect directly your spouse. Indirectly, hey, that's that's some tough conversation. But when you're talking about something that's going to affect your husband, your wife directly every day, majority of the time, you owe your wife, your husband a conversation. And let's be clear. I hope that it don't get to the, well, I'm going to do this. I mean... You just gonna have to learn to live with it. Cause that might be the decided factor that's gonna have your wife or your husband filing for a divorce. Depending on the, the the toughness of it. And that's real talk. I'm not saying nothing that ain't reality. You will never catch me on this podcast show saying some things just so you can listen and oh yeah. We're gonna talk about some things that's tough sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. For those of you that's listening, you're not married and you're listening anyway. But we're gonna talk about some things. I believe in living in our reality functioning in our truth and it ain't always gonna be rosy it's not i didn't come here to blow smoke up anybody's behind no sir ma'am 
I want every marriage to be successful. My goodness. I want everybody's marriage to work out. I want you to grow old and in love. I want, how, oh Lord, I want every marriage to be beautiful. I do. I love love. I, lo- I was just getting teary-eyed when I chose the cartoon that I chose on Facebook. You can see it. You can't see it on um, Instagram because the the um, the width of it. So I had to make it one size. But if you're on, if you go to my Facebook page, TT from the D podcast, or my personal one, if you know me, you know, then you saw the three stages. And I got teary eyed looking at that and just perusing. I looked at different for real couples out there, right? And seeing the young version of them, the middle age version, then the old version, the older season, the elderly, they're in their 80s and 90s. I want to one day be like that with my husband, if it be the Lord's will. I want to be that old couple with the silver gray hair, neatly combed in place. Okay, yeah, y'all, some of y'all are like, what? Yeah, okay, whatever, it's a song and... My voice is kind of acting crazy because I got the sniffle, so I'm not going to try to... I don't want you to log off because you disturbed because I tried to sing. <laughs> but that's a line to a, one of my favorite songs, right? Um, But I want to be that where we sitting next to each other old. And I hope that God allows us to be healthy enough where we can live in our own home in our elderly age like my mother-in-law and father-in-law did. It was a beautiful thing. As I look up at this picture that hangs over our couch in our living room, it's a beautiful picture blessed to us by one of my sister-in-love, Sue, of my mother-in-law and father-in-law and in their early stages of their marriage, young, beautiful couple. But then I also remember them in their elderly stages, how my father-in-law took care of my mother-in-law as she got into a stage where she could no longer take care of herself he tended to her loved on her in every way possible it was beautiful to see him taking care of her and then when she left this life before him him still getting around and doing for himself until his last days functioning sharp as a whip my father-in-law was sharp as a whip I miss the conversations with both of them because I had true relationships with both of them, beautiful relationships, and they were both elderly. But it was talking to a woman and a man who had been married forever and having real good conversation. And it wasn't conversation. Sometimes you might conversate with your in-laws and it's always to paint this picture and what they need and want from you so that their child could be happy and all these things. Well, one thing I can say about my mother in love, honey, she told me things that was benefiting to me as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. Had nothing to do with trying to iron out and fashion me and help me grow to be appeasing for her son, her only son. With me being happy as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, would automatically make me suitable for her son. And she would always give me some good advice. Like, if you're not happy, if my son, An, is not doing his job, I want you to never stay in a marriage that's not healthy. 
I don't think that that's going to be our story, but don't you ever settle. And that's some tough conversation, I feel, from a mother to a daughter in love. But it was from a woman to a woman. And I will always respect and love her for many reasons, but that's one of them. One of the reasons I love her and was very fond of her in the physical form. So I had to share that. I'm sorry. But, you know, we, I love love. I had to say, you know, I rounded up. I, I love love. I love marriages. And I want every marriage to be successful. I hope that every married couple grows until your elderly time, until death do you part. Right? And even death can't do you part. I did a show a couple years ago when I was doing Married Couples Poor as a podcast show. It was dedicated to this married couples, but I, I got, I was, I don't know what led me, but I was, uh, I went to Hobby Lobby that morning and I had, you know, at that time we lived in my pathway, there was a, a cemetery, a nice cemetery on its way. I would have to pass it to cross a major street to get to my house. And I always thought like they, they had this fountain and this bridge you could see from the street that I always thought It must be beautiful and peaceful in there, right? And so one day I was riding home from Hobby Lobby and I decided I'm going to go in the cemetery, park my car and walk around. I want to see what this bridge is like. And it was such a level of peace. Of course, it's in a cemetery, right? And um, as I was walking, I noticed there was a section. Now, I don't know if this is what this was, but this section had tombstones of husband and wives and I walked through it I, I was drawn to it and I cried because I said you know what these are all husband and wives that have left this life I'm getting emotional I'm sorry they left this life and their family buried them together I took it as Not even death could separate them. And I thought that was beautiful. Not even death. We don't know where we go. For those that are believers, we can go to heaven or hell. Because there is an option. (laughs) Let's be clear. Everybody ain't going to highway to heaven. Everybody not going to make it. That's why it's important to pray and be kind and loving and compassionate and empathetic and do the right thing in life so that you can guarantee yourself a ticket to heaven if you're a believer now if you're not a believer in heaven or hell this this part of this segment is not for you but for those of you that believe in heaven and hell you want to do the right thing we only imagine we don't know we have no sound doctrine We have no living proof that we will be, as husband and wife, united when we leave this life. But it's what we do, ladies and gentlemen, while we're here. Love on your wife. Love on your husband. Love on your marriage. Pour into the years the time that you have with your wife with your husband because as you know I'm sorry 
especially when COVID manifested. There are so many marriages that were cut short because COVID took a wife or COVID took a husband and their spouse is left here. Thank you. Thankfully, I'm sure thankfully, I attended the funeral to one of our married couple's members. Shout out to Ginger. Virginia is a beautiful spirit. She was a beautiful woman. And her husband is still here. And we love on him. And we see him at church. And I, he still comes to church. You remember what I said earlier that there was times I go to church. And times my husband might go to church. And times we go to church. And growing up, there was times my mother went to church and took us as kids. And sometimes sent my mother. I mean, sent us children. I'm sorry. When my mother couldn't go. Well, Virginia's husband, he still goes to church. Thank God. He still goes and gets that word, and he still takes their grandbaby. They used to always bring their grandbaby to church every Sunday. He still takes that tradition. And I always hug him when I see him, and I always smile at him. I sit behind him. If I'm not, if we're not in the same row as him, but I sit behind him, and I always find myself smiling and looking at him. And although there is his grandbaby, in that chair next to him to his left there would always be Virginia Ginger in the next chair right and I always can envision her sitting there even though in the physical she's not I just envision her sitting there with her husband with their grandbaby as they always did when she was here so we gotta love on each other y'all love on each other your husband or your wife or your marriage or your union and love on other married couples love on people period let me be clear love on people period but love on other married couples if you are a social married couple invite another married couple out for brunch or breakfast meet up with a happy hour you know if you guys like to go out for happy hour I'm, hell my husband and I next weekend we're going to go out as a triple date with two of our married couple friends the Beelins and um, who else we're going out good, good lord lord who Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. I forgot the other couple were going on. Mm. Lord bless it. Lord bless it. The vigils. I'm sorry. Yeah. Heather and Dave. <laughs> so we got Jeff and Andrea, Heather and Dave, and me and Andre. We're going out on the triple date uh, next week. And so that's going to be a, a lovely uh, triple date married couples outing. So. It's just, that's just, you know, we, we like to get with other married couples. We have a lot of married couple friends and, and I love all of our married couple friends, right? 
And so uh, we always have a good time. Um, In 2023, we're hoping to, you know, add some things as far as married couples go. I've been hitting around. There's some things TT from the D is working on for 2023 season three. And we're coming to a, a, a close, a soft close for season two. And this has nothing to do with my my typical podcast, y'all. This is just a 30-day marriage challenge for the month of November. You'll catch a show in the morning time. Normally, uh, Monday through Friday, you'll catch this um, between 6.30 and uh, 7.45. It will always be by eight o'clock you'll get a show Saturday and Sunday is flexible um this is the first weekend for the married couples challenge 30 days so I told my husband we talked about it yesterday like he joined me yesterday we uh we had a long night last night it was ever I cast me's album fundraiser party listening party going away party as I said earlier they are on their way to Chicago this morning to start their new chapter of life um Amazing. It was an amazing. I served as the stage manager last night. Amazing. So, you know, uh, it was a tiring night, long night, beautiful night. And this morning I was on the struggle bus, but I have to be obedient. I let my husband rest. I didn't wake him up. I let him rest. And uh, yeah, I came down so I can get this show because this is what we're supposed to do. When God gives us a mission, we have to carry it out. And even when we don't feel like being obedient, we have to be obedient. I've seen the blessings when we choose to be obedient we still bless when we're not but not as much i will say that okay so let me move on stage four okay the last stage that i want to share stage four discovery reconciliation and beginning again couples push through previous stages through life period there's going to be additional stages but these were just the four stages we wanted to share and i had research and data and you can go to foryourmarriage.org to get this information on your own if you want to read it at your leisure again that's www.foryourmarriage.org to get this information um some things are on there some things I went in that were straight from my heart so you could tell the difference in the podcast if not you can go on and read and say oh well TT must have been pouring into it okay we learn to identify as we talk about our fears instead of acting them out we, we need to learn to refuse to judge and place blame on our partners. If you are a person that judgmental, place and blame, always pointing a the finger, then you need to work on that. Husband, you need to work on that. Wife, you need to work on that. Together, y'all need to work on that. It's not about creating a checklist of, well, you was wrong. You was wrong. You was wrong. Because it's not going to be as even as to the ones that they were right. You know? Just as much as you want to tell them they're wrong, do you spend that same energy telling them they're right? That's a rhetorical question, but that's one you should ask yourself if you are that person. I could think of a couple of couples that I know that are married and they're married and it's not healthy marriages. It's not. And they openly show that it's not healthy. And I don't know if that's, it's not like they're a reality show where you're showing it. You just are not healthy. And but y'all okay with that and I'm like I don't understand how you function but there's love there I can't say that but it's like I I couldn't that couldn't be me I can't be in a marriage like that where it's dysfunctional is negative uh abusive spiritually emotionally sometimes physically I can't even do none of that I can't I'm gonna tell you right now I'm not doing none of that I'm not gonna give it and I'm not gonna take it 
That is fact. My husband ain't going to give it, and he ain't going to take it. That is fact. We're not going to do this thing. If it's got to be any of that, we're going to have disagreements. Yeah, we're not going to always see eye to eye. But guess what? We've learned to agree that we disagree and keep it moving. Thank God it ain't being nothing that has manifested where it's like, oh, this is a deal breaker. Thank God. And I'm going to pray that it never, ever comes to that. Right? Because what we ain't going to do, we've agreed, is settle in our marriage. We're not. We're not going to settle in our marriage. So I, I hope that we never, ever come against anything that will be a deal breaker for our marriage. Right? We know the adversary always out there. We know the the hater is always listening. The hater could be listening right now. And I'm pretty sure there's people that's listening <clears throat> that will come with something in anybody's union. Because everybody don't want to see everybody happy, y'all. Let me be clear on that, too. People can, oh, I love y'all marriage. I love y'all relationship. And they probably do. But everybody ain't for the team, baby. Everybody ain't for your marriage. I'm going to be clear. Even if they say they are, there are people that are rooting against your marriage. I'm going to be clear. Somebody wanted to tell you that, then they ain't want to say it because they want to hurt you. I'm going to tell you that because that's fact. That's true. That's not fiction. That ain't on that website I gave you. That's TTism. That's fact. I've seen it. I've heard people talk about other people's marriages. And honey, I'm like looking at them like, mm, and you a friend? Wow. Okay. Don't want you trying to speak into my union. <laughs> okay. Or trying to unravel it and tear it apart. The only way I'm going to say something that might not be appeasing is if somebody laying hands. And I ain't talking about lovely hands. I'm talking about fist, open hand, slap type of hand. I ain't for it. I don't support domestic violence whether you're married or not married. I am not for domestic violence in any shape or form. I'm against it a thousand percent to the tenth power. Forget the second power, the tenth power. I'm passionate. You probably can hear it in my voice. I'm passionate. I'm against it. I'm against it. I'm going to always show up in anything I'm invited to that's supporting people that's against it because I'm against it. Okay? But you need to be having these conversations. Okay, and remember, this ain't no win, lose, and draw. You gonna win in your marriage if you put the work in. That ain't a part of the stages I just said, but that's every day, every stage. You step by step, one by one, brick by brick, build your marriage. Work on building your marriage. You're gonna be building your marriage every stage. That ain't on foryourmarriage.org. That's TTism. That's fact. You're always gonna be building your marriage, and if you're not working on building your marriage, you're failing your marriage. Every day you should be adding something. Something to your marriage. I don't care if it's an article you read. If it's a scripture you read. I don't care. I don't care. It better be something you added. It needs to be something that you could be adding. Please. It's imperative. You need to add something every single day to your marriage. I promise you. You need to add something every single day.